0: What a joy it is to worship with a room full of cheerful givers. That's what y'all are, right? Y'all are cheerful givers. You are, you are cheerful gifts to the world. Uh, well, That's what we're talking about. Like that's, This series is, is this greatest gift that we have received, and, and you now become gifts to the world. You ever heard that saying, like someone says something like, um, oh, you think you're God's gift to whatever. Y'all ever heard that? Like, you think you're God's gift to women, or you think you're God's gift to men, or you think you're God's gift. Next time someone says you think you're God's gift, go, I am, thank you. <laughs> you noticed, and I appreciate that, right? But the truth is, we shouldn't look at this, like, uh, as, as, as like arrogantly, because I'm not God's gift. It's Christ in me that is the gift to the world. I know who I am apart from him, right? It's not me. It's him in me. As a matter of fact, we are the tools God is now using to reach the world. I love that Paul says this better than me, per usual. That's why he got a book and I did it. But 2 Corinthians, Corinthians 5.16, it says this, Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one by the flesh, even though we have known Christ by the flesh, yet now we know him in this way no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this person's a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now all these things are from God who reconciled. That means brought back. Who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us a ministry of reconciliation. Namely, that God was in Christ bringing the world to himself, not counting their wrongdoings against them. He has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of the Holy Spirit, come back to God. This is why I say we're we're God's gifts to the world. We are Christ's ambassadors to the world. God is making his appeal to the world through us. How'd that go this week? Right? How'd How'd that go? Christ is presenting himself to the world through you. And so if you walk around, you know, and you're like, hey, you're, you're the ambassador of the king, okay? If you're, if you're like, uh, the king uh, said we're having church next week. He wants you to come or not, whatever. Like, how, how does that work? How does, if you're the ambassador of Christ. And when people see you, they're experiencing Christ through you. And so as you make your appeal to people, how you live and how you act and how you worship, it all matters. And what the world needs to see is people who are experiencing the abiding presence of God, people who have been forgiven, people who are set apart, people who are excited because we have access to the king. Advent, guys, y'all see we got our candles. We still got our candles, right? If you grew up in church, you might understand uh, that we don't have the, like, I think there's supposed to be maybe a purple one. Did anyone grow up in church with Advent candles? Three purple? Oh, man. What else is there supposed to be? Hey, Dave, bring me down just a hair. What else is there supposed to be? One pink. One pink. Okay, well, we've got four whites, so we're really close. <laughs> we're like Advent-ish, right? We're kind of around. But the point still holds, okay? Don't... The point still holds is that we're in the third week of Advent. I know because our three non-purple candles are lit. We were close. Uh, and so, so remember, Advent is where we remember what Christ did when he came into the world and he came into your life. We celebrate what Christ is doing because Christ is not just a was. He is an is, right? He is doing things right now. You're here because the Spirit of the living God called you into this place. If there's anything good in your life, it's him. It's him doing it, right? And so he is, and then we celebrate what will one day be, when when everything will change, when what we only know in part we will know in full when the king comes back. And he's not coming back as a baby. He's coming back as a king, right? Right? And so that's what we're celebrating in Advent. And each week, you and I are remembering this greatest gift that we have received. And and then we're looking out in the community, and we're seeing where there is a need, and we're going out there and we're dealing with it. Why? Because that's who we are. That's what we're supposed to do. As people who have received generously, we now are generous gifts for the world. And so each week, we're taking a scripture passage, breaking it down going through it, and we're looking at another aspect of this greatest gift that we have received so that we might go and be the people God has called us to be. Amen? All right, so if you got your Bible today, Luke, Luke chapter 2. And uh, if any of you ever grew up watching the Charlie Brown, like every time I read this, I just think of Charlie Brown for some, for some reason. Uh, but this is, I love Luke, and this is just a beautiful uh, part of the Christmas story. It says this, it was starting in verse 8. In the same region, there were some, and by the way, please, as you're reading this, I know some of you left your imagination in kindergarten. I brought mine. uh, Like, use your imagination. This is is real. We believe this happened, okay? I'm not reading, you know, a fairy tale. We believe this happened. So put yourself in the minds and the positions of the people and just smile. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock at night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood near them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were terribly frightened. I bet. I bet they were. And so the angel said to them, hey, don't be afraid. For behold, I bring you great news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. They needed another sign because the angel and the glory Lord around them wasn't enough. This will be a sign unto you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly army of angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among people with whom he is pleased. When the angels had departed from from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Yeah, let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he was laying in the manger. It's pretty incredible, right? These dudes are out there doing what they do. The glory of the Lord shows up. It's angel army and all this stuff. And they're like, yeah, we should probably do what those guys said. But, but there's something really interesting in the story. And this is the part of the greatest gift that I want to hit on today. It's in verse uh, 13 13 and 14. It says, and suddenly there appeared with the angels a multitude of heavenly army of angels praising God and saying, here's what they were saying, glory to God in the highest. Oh, I've got it on the screen. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among people with whom God is pleased. So these, these children and they say, peace among people with whom God is pleased. And who are the people that God will be pleased with? It's the people who, who will give their lives to God through the Son, Jesus Christ. That The people reconciled to God, the people who belong to God, the people who have placed their faith in Christ. And so he says, for those people, you will have something, you will have Peace. The greatest gift we're going to talk about today is, is peace. Peace that, that, that God has given us. And right here I thought about, man, maybe I should define peace. I don't need to define it. You know if you've got it and you know if you don't. Right? You know when you've got peace and you know when you don't have peace. But the gift God gives us is the gift of peace. So why do I see so many people who wear the name Christ, Christian, and they have no peace? Or, or their peace is like circumstantial. Or people who seem to have great peace and then something happens and they, and they lost it. They lost, they lost it. Or, or you see people who say things like, well, man, I don't know how I'll respond in that situation. I don't know what I'll do. When you say, I don't know what I'll do in that situation, you have made a plan to let go of the peace that is yours. You do know what you will do. You are God's people and you have peace, so you will experience peace in all circumstances. Because that is the gift of the king to us. God has given us peace. And so you, you, how, how, how do you do that? How do you do that? There's this beautiful story in John. Man, read the Gospel of John, please. It is just such a beautiful... The way John tells the story is, is just perfect. And, and so there's this story of the disciples are one day they're walking with Jesus. And Jesus looks at him and says, guys, I'm going away. And they're like, what? I mean, think about what they've been through with Jesus. They, they've been with Jesus, and even when bad things happened, they could still turn and see Jesus in the flesh. Right? They're in a storm, Jesus is walking on the water. Someone dies, Jesus brings them back to life. Their worst nightmare would be Jesus leaving them, okay? That is, their, that is their worst nightmare. That's the worst thing that can happen. And listen to what he says in John 14, 25. These things I have spoken to you while remaining with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and remind you of all that I have said. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled nor fearful. You heard that I said to you, I am going away and I'm coming to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I'm going to the Father. For the Father is greater than I. And now that I have told you before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. Keep that up there for me. He says, says, I'm going away, but listen, you have peace. I'm I'm giving you peace, and I want to make sure you understand this. I want to give it to you now, because when it happens, it'll be hard to find if you don't believe you got it. If If you wait till it happens, and for them, remember, it was him going away. He said, if you wait till it happens to try to find the peace, you're going to struggle to find it. But if you'll grab it today, and you'll believe it, that when it happens, you will have it. And here's our lesson for today. For everyone at some point, it happens. As Forrest Gump said, it happens for everybody. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> for everyone, it happens. You must choose today how you will live when it does. Because it's going to. And here is some math. You guys know I'm good at math. Here's a math equation for you right now. Forgiven plus abiding in the presence of God equals peace. Every time, this is true. Now, if you're in a season where you're not experiencing peace, then something is off. Either you're living in, in unrepentant sin, sin you hadn't dealt with, or you have chosen to elevate something else above the glory of God. You have chosen to elevate some past pain, some hurt, some some pride, some guilt. Something, something in your life has come between you and God. And that is why you're not experiencing peace. The people who hold to his presence, the people who refuse to let go, the people who hold their faith, the people who press forward, the people who will not let go of his cloak, you will always have peace. You will have peace. If you don't have peace, it's not because he didn't give it to you. It's because you're not grabbing it. Well, here, here's what we do too often, and you, you guys know this. I'll be back. <laughs> Everyone familiar with this? Uh, I did not bring enough <laughs> for y'all. Um. So we have access to God's peace, right? And instead what we try to do is find peace in the things of this world. We try to find peace in the pieces, right? We try to find peace in the pieces. I'm going to find my peace in my job. And if I can just make enough money, I'm gonna find peace in my family. And as long as that's what I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be fine. And I'm gonna find peace in this relationship. And as long as I have that, and I'm gonna find peace in my identity. And I'm gonna find peace in this addiction. I'm gonna find peace in what people think about me. I'm gonna find peace by refusing to ever let my past go. I'm gonna find peace in my pride. I'm gonna find peace in my—I'm gonna find my own peace. And so, I search in the pieces, looking for a peace that you cannot find in the pieces. And you know this, and I know this. And, and listen, here, here's the truth about the pieces, and y'all know this too. Some of them taste good. Some of the pieces taste good, real good. And so I find a piece that tastes good, man, and I refuse to let go of that. But here is what I have learned again. If my peace is in pieces that can fall and drop and disappear and melt, if my peace is in pieces that can be taken away, my peace is precarious at best. And we are searching for a peace that God wants us to find in pieces of this world. Here's what you know too. I know this and you know this. If I will take these pieces... And I'm not even going to lie, mine mine are broken. My pieces are. I got pieces from the past I wish I didn't have. I got pains and guilts and shames and and prides and and all these different things. I've, I've got all these different things, right? But if I take these pieces and offer them to God, He will make the most unfair exchange in the history of humanity. For my broken pieces, He will give me His peace. From my, and, and so here's what I think God wants from us today. I think God wants you to take your pieces and give them to him. Give him the pieces, G- even the good ones. Give him the good ones and the bad ones and the guilts and the shame. And I, so I'm giving him, you know, a little fear and a little shame and not any pride because I'm super humble. But I'm like, I'm giving him, I'm giving him all these pieces because in the Father's hands, my pieces return Peace. And the only reason you don't know this is true is because you hadn't tried it. You're still looking for peace in the pieces. And it's just not there. It's with the Father. It's with the Father, man. And he wants to be elevated above every single thing in your life. He wants to be elevated above your job and your family and your money, above your kids, above, above your country, above your political affiliation above your past, above your future. He wants to be above every single thing, and when that is where he is, you will find peace, peace. Guys, I want to show you guys a prayer today that I think maybe some of us need to pray over the next few weeks because it encapsulates this idea of peace so well. Throw that up on the screen for me. This is called the serenity prayer, and some of you know it, and the rest of you should. But this prayer, just listen to this as you go into this, to this season of, of where so many people lose their peace. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. You know how you go nuts trying to change things you have no power over, right? I love, God, give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The courage where I can make a difference, I should. Where I can do right, I'm going to. Give me the courage to go where I should and do the things, and give me the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, living one day at a time. You don't know the path to peace? You're living in tomorrow, okay? You got enough worries right now. If you're living in yesterday or a year from now, you are not experiencing one day at a time. Give me this day my daily bread. Living one day at a time. Oh, listen, look, look at that word. Enjoying. That's, a, um, that's from the Greek. Enjoy, enjoying. <laughs> and what it means is. Sorry, guys, you, you haven't been to Samaria. What it means is finding joy in this moment. That you may be allowed to experience joy in this moment. Enjoying, I love it, enjoying the moment one moment at a time, accepting, accepting, accepting that hardship may be a pathway to peace. Taking, as Jesus did, this sinful world, not as I would have it, but as it is, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this world and supremely happy with you forever. That's peace, guys. That's peace. One moment at a time, one day at a time, accepting that, you know, this this world is hard. But I trust you, this world is hard. And this situation, this isn't fair. This doesn't, look at the pieces I've been handed. This doesn't make sense. My my job, my child, my, my, what? I trust you. I trust you. I don't know what to do with this stuff anyway. I don't know. But I trust you. I trust you with these pieces. I trust that you're doing something. I trust that your ways are greater. I trust you. And this this is what God wants for you today. To trust Him with the pieces so that He might give you something better. I promise the exchange is unfair. (laughs) And so our response when we understand this, there's only one response, really. Our response when we understand what we've been given is worship. Worship is the response of a grateful people. Remember, gratitude not expressed will always be perceived as ingratitude. But gratitude expressed, don't you love it when you give someone something wonderful and they say, thank you, wow, Well, this is amazing. That's worship. And so today we're going to sing a song. Matter of fact, in a minute we're going to have communion and, and Rachel's going to sing a song that I think fits perfect with this. And then we're going to end with a song you've probably heard before. Throw it up there for me. We're going to end with this song. Oh, come all ye faithful. Oh, come all ye faithful. Oh, come those who trust. Oh, come those who have faith. And then what it says, joyful? Do you, joyful? Don't you know about the pieces? But I have peace because I trust you, so I'm joyful and triumphant. Joyful and triumphant. And then I lo- this is like a, a remix of an older song, so it's not the old one. It's, it's a, I don't know call these mashups, remixes or whatever. But like, then it says, His name shall be Wonderful Counselor. His name shall be Everlasting Father. His name shall be Prince of Peace. And listen, His name shall be that for you if you allow it. it, His name is Prince of Peace. But because He is the perfect respecter of your free will, He will not force His peace on you. He will not force glory on you. He will not force forgiveness on you. He will not force these things, but... His name can be for you. Let him counsel you. You will find a wonderful counselor. Let him father you. You will find an everlasting father. Let him speak into your pieces and you will meet the Prince of Peace. Because his name is Emmanuel. Not God out there. God in you. And so today, we come to the table. With great, great, great expectation. We come to the table, lots of pieces, right? Especially this time of year, man, it's like the pieces pile up. Fear and hurt and rejection, loss. We got all these are all these, addictions, like the addiction is, is grabbing like it never has. I thought I was on the other side of it, but it's getting out. No, no, everything. I thought that desire was gone. Oh all these pieces and to the sons and daughters who bring the pieces you know what he offers you the wholeness of his body that's why he got at that meal before he died on the cross and he sat with his friends and he said hey I've got something for you because I know you're gonna have some pieces I got something for you and you're gonna need it this is my body and it says he broke it and he gave it to them and said take and eat all of you for this is my body which I'm giving to you As often as you do this, you remember me. And after the supper was over, he took a cup. And he said, this is my blood shed for you and for many. I know what's going on in your life. Have some peace. My peace, I give you. If you are encouraged by today's message, Be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at thegracechurch.net. And again, thanks for listening to The Grace Church Podcast.